You are listening to Natural Born Alchemist. war between Israel and Hamas terror group, world leaders are standing in solidarity with Israel. Prime Minister Modi has expressed concerns and stated that India supports Israel in this hour of crisis. U.S., United Kingdom, well, and Australia and other Western countries... On Israel, this is indiscriminate. This action is ongoing. It must stop. Uh, Israel has a right to defend itself, which is what it is doing. The UK completely condemns these terrorist acts against uh, Israel. We support Israel's right to self-defense. And of course, we will be working closely with the Israeli government and to try and Why are you so anti-Hamas? I mean, isn't pita bread the real enemy? You're confusing Hamas with Hummus, I believe. Hummus has nothing to do think there is Hamas. a relation between Hamas and Hummus? So was the founder of Hamas a chef? He had created the, the food and then got lots of followers. Hummus has nothing to do with Hamas. It's a food, okay? We eat it, they eat it. It's vegetarian, it's healthy, Trump. it's beans. Well, do you both agree on that? Hmm? We both agree that hummus is very healthy. So we're making progress. Episode 335, coming in hot. Outside, the wind is blowing, it's raining. Autumn is here. And uh, in October 2023, as you all know, the troubles began again between Israel and Palestine. And I was going to release another episode uh, today, but um, I decided to push this one in quickly and then release the one I was supposed to release uh, next week or in two weeks I don't know uh, you can also search Natural Born Alchemist on Rumble and uh, give a nice review on Spotify leave a comment uh, leave a nice review on iTunes uh, I appreciate it and don't be too mad after listening to this episode because you might be of another opinion than I am you know, a Jew follows Judaism. And Judaism is a religion that believes in one God. And it started with the ancient Israelites. And being Jewish can mean many different things. Uh, it can be about religion, where you're from, your culture. Uh, often you say that uh, you can only be Jewish if your mother is Jewish. But a Zionist is something different. A Zionist supports the idea of a special country just for Jews in the place that's now called Israel. This idea came about in the late 1800s because Jews were being treated badly in Europe. But not all Jews are Zionists and not all Zionists are Jews. And I am certainly not a Zionist. And if you think that being anti-Zionism, if you think that is anti-Semitic, then I hope you're also the kind of person that masked up and boosted yourself. Or you're in big trouble. There's a group called 
Nutrei Karta, and they are against Zionism. They want to get rid of the state of Israel in a peaceful way. They believe that God's rules say that the Jews can't have their own country until a special Jewish leader called the Messiah comes. They think that the state of Israel goes against God's rules. And one of the people who speaks for the Nutere Karta, Rabbi Yisrael David Weiss, he has this to say. So this is the fact. The fact on the ground is Judaism is subservience to God. Zionism is a transformation to a base nationalism. It is totally contradictory. It is antithetical to this Tower Judaism. The fact is, no matter what the Zionists or all they're going to come with their uh, intimidation or their whatever explanation, the fact is Judaism is, does not accept Zionism. It cannot accept Zionism. In every aspect of Zionism, it's contradictory. It is based on blasphemy. Secondly, in its actions, it's, it's, it's totally, it's criminal. You're not allowed to kill or steal. They, when, if, in its um, essence, we're not allowed to have a state. But on top of that, being that they came to Palestine, they created the state by driving the Palestinians from the land. Yes, they started at the beginning buying land because the Arabs and Muslims knew that the Jews, they just want to buy a piece of land. They didn't believe in their, in, in the, in the furthest thought that, that, that it could be that they want to make, aspire to create their own land. But so they, then realize what they're doing, that they want to make their own state, so they stop selling. So then the Zionists came with Der Yassin, Rabbi Beck told me, and those other rabbis, and they cringed when they spoke about Der Yassin, how friendly the Arab and Muslims were, and beyond words, when the, the Zionists came in and, and murdered them, how, you know, how as a Jew, how we felt. So the Jews around, as a Jew, we cannot accept the murder and the killing and the oppression and, the, and all the other, the subjugation, the everything that's what the Zionists are doing mentally and physically, how every person is, is maimed. Every, if there's not a, a family that doesn't have a member somewhere that was not murdered. This is against our Torah. You know, I have a neighbor and with wife and kid and that, and a couple of years ago uh, during the night, I uh, sneaked into his house and raped his wife, killed his child, and took all his money. And then I uh, went back to my own house. A few days went by, and then one day he came barging in through the door, and he started beating me. Totally, totally unprovoked. Totally unprovoked. <laughs> Basically, that's my metaphor for what goes on in uh, Palestine and Israel right now. Uh, of course, I uh, support peace and I don't want anyone that is innocent to suffer. But I've had a change of heart in the last few years regarding who to blame because, you know, you can, bla you can blame um, the president you can blame the political party, you know, you can blame the government, you can blame the fascist dictator. But really, the people, you should blame the people. Because any leader is powerless if the people don't support that leader. So if you have a, a leader like Adolf Hitler, for instance, 
if nobody listened to him, if nobody agreed, if nobody decided to go along with what everybody else thought, because, you know, like, oh, shit, a lot of people seem to like this Adolf. I better like him, too, or I'm going to be an outcast. You know, uh, if, if, if everybody just said, no, we don't like you as a leader, then Adolf Hitler would have never gone anywhere. Nothing would have happened. He would have no power. Uh, so really it's the people we should blame and if we blame the people you can microscopically go all the way down to we should blame ourselves you should blame yourself and I should blame myself because anytime we silently say nothing or anytime we just go along with the status quo because you know we can't be asked to fight against it we are supporting whatever fascist agenda that's going on we can't blame the fascist leader because he couldn't or she mostly he uh, he couldn't do anything if we didn't stay if we didn't stay silent or if we didn't like support that leader's plans and uh, I don't think that view, that outlook is popular. Because people usually like to blame somebody. They, d they don't like to blame themselves. But I say blame ourselves. You know, we need to stop being such weak-ass, bitch-ass pussies. Um, I would like... Uh, if, you, if you know a... You know... I'm not <laughs> I'm not woke in the sense that I I'm not that interested in the engendered language. But when it comes to the term bitch and pussy uh I do want a non-gender specific term because I somewhat dislike that it is female in origin. I think it would be better I li because we need we need words to describe some weak ass whiny bitch pussy. <laughs> so I don't know what term you could uh, use instead. Um, I know you can say like uh, for a man you can say a beta cuck or something like that. But or as I guess snowflake is a good term. That's not gendered. Um, so. Uh, that's pussy. You replace pussy with snowflake. What do you replace bitch with? Maybe retard. <laughs> yeah, we need to stop being such retarded snowflakes and get our act together and blame ourselves because it's only when we blame ourselves we can figure out, okay, I shouldn't have stayed silent. I shouldn't have voted for that douchebag. I should have spoken up. spoken up. You know, it's only when we get to this point in our life that things can change. And if you have a, a bad leader like Adolf Hitler, and it seems like 10 people are following that dude, well, then maybe I should follow too. So we're 11 people. But if you speak out, like, no, that guy is a douchebag, then maybe two, three other people agrees with me. And now we're like three, four people who don't follow. And then maybe a few of those 10 people who already are following are looking our way, thinking, oh, maybe I should 
agree with that group instead. You know, lead by example is basically what I'm trying to say. Uh, so when it comes to Israel and Palestine, uh, can we really blame the people in Knesset, in the Israel government, for the atrocities that has gone on in Palestine for the last 50 years? Uh, no, we sh maybe we should blame the people in Israel. And that is a dangerous thing to do, because then you could be called an anti-Semite. But it's, it's not, it's not, it's not. Because when it concerns the war in Ukraine, I blame everyone in Ukraine, I blame everyone in Russia, and I blame everyone in Europe and in the United States. I blame everyone. And when it comes to the Second World War, I blame everyone that was invo involved in that war. Every single one. Man, woman, but not child, because they're not old enough to have an opinion, really. I just hope the killing ends and that we can find some sort of peace. And Israel does have more power than Palestine. So it's always the big guy that has to uh, bow first. You know, they, they, are, they are in the position to end the fighting. But they don't because the plan is to uh, completely eradicate Palestine. And uh, there's nothing I dislike more than a bully. It seems libertarians in the United States share my beliefs on this issue. Uh, and I want to play some sane voices for you now. First up is Dave Smith from the Part of the Problem podcast, followed by Clint Russell from the Liberty Lockdown podcast. You know, it's funny, like, um, as Israel is launching this, uh, this uh, offensive, they, uh, you, I'm sure some of you saw, they announced they're cutting off the electricity of, uh, of Gaza. You might ask yourself, oh, how can they do that? Hmm. Why is that so easy for them to do? That's oh, oh, yeah, because they control that. Yes, because Gaza is, in effect, an open-air prison where they control how much food, electricity, medical supplies get in. They control who can leave and who can't leave. Yeah, because they won a war in 1967. So that gives them the right to dominate these people forever. Yes, it is an occupation. It is the definition of an occupation. It is the definition of oppression. And that is not ahistorical. That's, that is reality, okay? So anyway, here's a, here's a quote, okay? Tell me if this is ahistorical or if this is right, okay? Anyone who wants to thwart the establishment of a Palestinian state has to support bolstering Hamas and transferring money to Hamas. This is part of our strategy, to isolate the Palestinians in Gaza from the Palestinians in the West Bank. You know who said that? Benjamin Netanyahu. This was the plan of the Israelis to support Hamas, to support Hamas to divide Palestinians against each other. And his, uh, his finance minister... Uh, also said, here's a quote, um, the Palestinian Authority is a liability and Hamas is an asset. On the international playing field in this game of delegitimization, think about for a second, the Palestinian Authority is a liability and Hamas is an asset. And so what's the point he's making there? 
It's a separate point from Netanyahu's, but it's also one of the reasons why they supported uh, Hamas. Netanyahu is saying, look, this will divide the Palestinians in the West Bank and the Palestinians in Gaza. If they're not united, they're less of a threat to us, and that can allow us to make sure they never get a state. Now, Pop, you know, when speaking to an international audience, he'll say he's for a two-state solution. But this is what he's saying, what he really believes. It's like, no, 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 we're never going to let them have that. We'll divide them against each other. But his foreign minister here is making a different point, which he's like, look, these Hamas dudes are so fucking crazy, these crazy radical Islamists, that no one's ever going to recognize them as a state. They're never going to be taken seriously in the international community. So as long as they're in charge, then they're never going to be granted statehood, and we can continue to do whatever we want to these people. All right, so let's go into uh, Pat Buchanan. This is 2009 interview by Pat Buchanan, and I thought it was prescient to put it mildly. But for six months with these little rockets, which didn't kill anybody, it was outrageous, cruel, and stupid, and they triggered a blitzkrieg against the Palestinians in Gaza, which in my judgment is an Israeli concentration camp where a million and a half people are locked up, cannot come out or go in. They've been controlling food, electricity, fuel, and the innocent people in Gaza are the ones suffering. Concentration camp, Pat, doesn't that diminish the significance of the real concentration camp? I'm not talking about a death camp. I'm talking about what the British had in concentration camps in in South Africa and what the Spanish had in Cuba and what others have had where they bring all these people, lock them in there, and treat them with great cruelty and a a humanitarian disaster despite what Zippy Livni says. Let me tell you, I'll tell you how you create people for Hamas. You kill 675 people, you wound and injure 3,000. What do you think the brothers and sisters, those five little girls that died, what are they going to be when they grow up? What are these people under this, treated like this? You know. Look, why do you you think the Palestinians... You know and I know that Hamas's doctrine, we can talk about it right here, is to hide in schools, in mosques, to hide among the civilians and use civilians for shields. And you know it is a war crime to use Uh civilians for shields. You should be criticizing those war crimes on the part of Hamas. Hamas, any war crimes, I criticize their attacks with those rockets, stupid and cruel. But you sit here and tell me that the Israeli people or the Israeli nation have, have treated the Palestinian people with any kind of justice. Those towns hit by the rockets are former Palestinian towns. Ashkelon, Ashdod, Sterot. Man, profound. Profound. Like he had a crystal ball. So keep in mind, that clip was from 14 years ago. 14 years ago, and he says, there's four and five-year-olds. What do you think they're going to grow up to be? They're now 18 and 19-year-olds. They're the Hamas fighters today. He nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Like, I have chills just thinking about how, how much foresight that required. But he was exactly right. If you, if you otherize and, um, you know, repress people and then you kill their parents or their relatives or their brothers or their sisters well yeah the kids are going to grow up and they're going to have a tremendous amount of anger towards you for that i want to play an interview with Ghassan kanafani a palestinian author and a leading member of the popular front for the liberation of palestine it does seem that the war, the civil war, has been quite fruitless. It's not a civil war. It's a people defending themselves against a fascist government, which you are defending. It's not a civil war. Well, the conflict... It's not a conflict. 
It's a liberation movement fighting for justice. Well, whatever it might be best called. It's not whatever, because this is where the problems start. This is a people who is discriminated, is fighting for his rights. This is a story. Why won't your organization engage in peace talks with the Israelis? You don't mean exactly peace talks. You mean capitulation, surrendering. Why not just talk? Talk to whom? Talk to the Israeli leaders. That's kind of conversation between the sword and the neck, you mean? Well, if there were no swords and no guns in the room, you could still talk. No, I haven't been, I had never seen any talk between a colonialist case and a national liberation movement. But despite this, why not talk? Talk about what? Talk about the possibility of not fighting. Not fighting for what? Not fighting at all, no matter what for. Yeah, and people usually fight for something and they stop fighting for something. So you can't tell me even why should we speak about what? Well, stop fighting. Fight for what or, or talk about stop fighting why? Talk to stop fighting to stop the death and the misery, the destruction, the pain. The misery and the destruction and the pain and the death of whom? Of Palestinians, of Israelis, of Arabs. Of the Palestinian people who are uprooted, thrown in the camps, living in starvation, killed for 20 years and uh, forbidden to use even the name Palestinians. They're better that way than dead though. Maybe to you, but to us it's not. To us, to liberate our country, to have dignity, to have respect, to have our mere human rights is something as essential as life itself. On the 8th of July 1972, Ghazan Kanafani was assassinated by Mossad, which is like the Israel version of the CIA. I don't normally do current events episodes because uh, I want to keep it timeless, but I thought this one was interesting and uh, it's also a bit worrisome because it could lead to a butterfly effect that eventually just creates more war. Iran, America, you know, just like world war. And we don't want that. We don't want that. And and you know what? If the soldiers didn't obey orders, there could be no war. And if the people don't support the government, if they don't if they say no to war, they, they can't have a war. So please, if you're a soldier, just stop following fucking orders. Stop being a pawn of these totalitarian, corporate, fascist, pedo scumbags. Because war is retarded. Please subscribe on Rumble. Follow me there. Uh, I'm going to post loads of videos there shortly. Just search Natural Born Alchemist, you'll find it. And leave a nice review on iTunes and Spotify. And uh, uh, if you really disagree with everything I said uh, in this episode, uh, I guess I'll know. I'll, I guess I'll uh, notice that in your very angry rev review. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you can keep 
your temper in check. Uh, let's close with uh, Palestine techno queen Sama Abdul Hadi. Freedom is in the mind. It's not a civil war. A people defending themselves against a fascist government, a liberation movement fighting for justice. When the U.S. killed over a million civilians in Iraq, was that terrorism? When Israel terrorized the Palestinian people every day, is that terrorism? When France and the UK and others armed the Saudi UAE to commit genocide in Yemen, where the UN said that over 400,000 are dead and 16 million are starving because of a genocide being carried out with support of the US, the UK, France and several European states, is that terrorism? kill 675 people, you wound and injure 3,000. What do you think the brothers and sisters, those five little girls that died, what are they going to be when they grow up? What are these people under this, treated like this? 